Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Booth 61. Featuring movers and shakers on the Atlanta tech scene, organizations serving the tech market, and the inspired people who lead them. Now here's your host, Ricky Steele. Welcome and thank you for visiting Booth 61. I am Ricky Steele, and I passionately serve as the Chief Development Officer for Hunter Technical Resources, Atlanta's premier IT staffing firm. We have a very exciting show for you today, and we're going to jump right in. But first, I haven't seen him in a few weeks, so I want to say hello to my dear friend, Kevin Finn. Kevin is the producer and master at the control boards and also hosts a number of shows here at Business Radio X. Kevin, how you been? I'm doing good, Ricky. I've missed you. I think uh, since last time we met, I got engaged. So. Oh, really? Yeah. That is new news. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. What's it, a date set? Uh, April 11th of 2015. So, <laughs> yeah, I have to preface that. Well, <laughs> a lot of wiggle room there, isn't there, Kevin? Exactly. <laughs> well, to each his own. If she's willing to go that route, then I guess that's good. <laughs> I know. I tricked her. Uh, that's good. That's good. Well, at any point you feel like you want to jump in and ask a question, uh, you're a pro at this, so we're tickled to death to be here with you. Thanks all for right. making this show always sound so good. It's all, it's all you, Ricky. No, that's not true. Anyway, I'm very excited about today's show on multiple levels. As most of you know, our goal for Booth 61 is to build community and to allow the rising tide to lift all the boats. The Atlanta technology community is a very giving community, and we've had a lot of guests that have shared that over the last year, year and a half. Today we have the organization that has become the de facto mothership for all good things in the technology community and making a huge difference in Atlanta. TechBridge is a 10-plus-year organization that provides IT consulting services to hundreds of nonprofits in our community. I would personally like to spend the next 30 to 45 minutes telling you great TechBridge stories and special things that you'll never hear from any of the folks that work there because they're too modest. But I'm the host of the show, not the guest, so we're not going to do that, and probably everybody in the audience can say amen. Amen. I'm so honored to have uh, three very special guests with me in the booth today. They are in alphabetical order, Mr. Jay Farah, Mr. Jamie Lewis, and Carrie Bates Hastings, who are the um, who are going to share a little bit about TechBridge and what we're going to talk about, the digital ball and some special initiatives happening. In addition, we've got two very special guests in the room today. Uh, we have the um, the great Jess Jones. Everyone knows Jess comes in every week and uh, and tweets and uh, streams and and puts Instagram f uh, information up. And she'll be live tweeting all during the show. And you can follow Jess at J J E S S J J O N E S. That's at two J's E S S two J's O N E S. And in addition today, we have the great Miss Jennifer Sanford. Jennifer was one of the development uh, czars at uh, TechBridge. She works herself to death raising a lot of money, works long and hard, and she's here today. You can follow Jennifer at I am at, start over again, at I am TechBridge. And that's where you can find the TechBridge, uh, a lot of information. So anyway, without further ado, I want to introduce my guest and ask a few questions and then we're going to throw it open the floor and, and let anybody kind of round-robin answer anything they would like. So I'm going to begin in alphabetical order. Um, my dear friend, uh, someone who I've had the privilege of knowing for 
oh, I don't know, six, seven years now, spent a lot of time with and think the absolute world of, just had a nice hour and a half together at the Ritz-Carlton a couple of weeks ago having a a glass of wine, is Mr. Jay Farah. Jay is the CIO of the American Cancer Society and volunteer chairman of the board of TechBridge. I could talk about Jay for the next 15, 20 minutes, but I'm going to ask him some specific questions in a few minutes. Uh, Jamie Lewis is a new friend. I just met him today, or I think I actually have met him in times past, but we just got a chance to know each other today. He's a director at Wisegate, an investor with the Atlanta Technology Angels, and also on the board of TechBridge. And Carrie Bates, Carrie Bates Hastings, is the queen of TechBridge. She's my friend. She's a shero of mine. She's a role model and the person who makes TechBridge work as the chief development officer. Carrie has been kind of the backbone of TechBridge since 2005, and she is loved by all. And um, I could spend a lot of time talking about Carrie and the fun that we've had together, but uh, I want to dig into the questions now. And, um, again, I'm going to begin with Carrie as the uh, uh, development manager, uh, chief development officer for TechBridge and kind of lay the foundation, and then we're going to divide up the questions and, and get a chance to hear a little bit from everyone. Carrie, to begin with, um, and for all three of you, welcome to Booth 61. Thank you very much for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Ricky. Carrie, what is TechBridge, and how long has TechBridge been in existence? TechBridge is a nonprofit. It was founded in 2000, and we exist to help bring business and technology expertise to nonprofits. Nonprofits have a mission and a passion for helping the homeless or helping to counsel children. We want them to do as much of that as possible. So we come along to make sure that they're making the most of technology and that they're working efficiently so they can spend their time helping that child or helping that individual instead of jiggling cables trying to get their printer to work or trying to share files. That's why we exist. And you've been around how long now? Since 2000 is when we were founded. Oh, great. 14 years. This 14th anniversary. Tremendous. Yes, it is. And if someone wanted to follow up and find more information about TechBridge while we're live on the air today, it's uh, techbridge.org? Exactly. www.techbridge.org. And uh, whether you listen, do it now or after the show is over, uh, take a look at it. I think you'll be fascinated at all the tremendous work being done with TechBridge on a regular basis. Jay Farah, you're a very busy CIO. Um, I know that because I see you often at a lot of events. And you're with, of course, the American Cancer Society, which is a not-for-profit itself. It is. And yet you are very active in the United Way, GCLA, and a lot of other organizations, which all take away time from your regular job at a not-for-profit. That is not only tremendous and, and, um, uh, and humbling for me to be with you, but, but it also speaks to kind of who you are as a person. How did you first get involved in TechBridge, and, and now that you're the chairman of the board, where do you see the future? You know, that's a terrific question. First of all, Ricky, thank you for uh, doing this, and thank you for letting us be here. It's an honor to always spend some time with you, my friend. Uh, I, I, will, I, I got introduced to TechBridge probably around seven years ago, and you know, I was probably new in my senior executive career. And a good friend of mine, Joe Osterling, introduced me to the organization. I think we all know Joe. Joe's been around the technology community here in Atlanta forever. Told me a little bit about it, and the value proposition to me was so apparent. Uh, at the time, I was not with a nonprofit, but I had done enough volunteering to know that nonprofits, especially small ones, don't generally have IT resources, or they're ter- they're trying to focus on their mission. Like Carrie said, whether it's to help the homeless, or you know, battered women's shelter, or 
gosh, put, you know, give dental care to people who can't afford it, you know, to the homeless. I mean, all sorts of amazing, amazing causes. And those are their missions. And the things that we take for granted, email, uh, document storage, uh, you know, inventory management systems, collaboration tools, those types of things that makes our, make our job a lot easier are, are, are big challenges for them. A lot of times they're working with cobbled together systems that a friend of a friend put together and that person's no longer helping them. So they're dealing with a, gosh, an access database maybe that's 10 years old or, you know, they're dealing with an old email system or they're, they're riddled with, uh, you know, malware, those types of things, or they just are working off of pen and paper, gosh. I mean, all sorts of things. And when you, it's amazing what happens when you give them the most basic of tools that we take for granted, how that can propel their mission forward. So the value proposition to me was, was a no-brainer. And uh, I dig deep, and I just learned to function with less sleep. So uh, <laughs> people say they get a solid eight. I, mean, I'm, I think I'm up to maybe a solid five. And, uh, but, you know, it's time well spent. And, you know, being around folks like Jennifer and, and Carrie and uh, our board with Jamie and, and many others, you, you just you get bitten by the bug, and you seem to find the time and the passion and energy. And I don't regret a single minute of it. Well, having been involved in not-for-profit for many years myself, when I first learned about TechBridge, it just blew my mind to think of these organizations who are spending time, energy, and money on things they know nothing about. To have an organization walk in and help them, I know Bill Bowling, who has been involved since the very, very beginning and actually won the first, I think, whatever the not-for-profit awards you give away at the Digital Ball um, uh, Bill swears by TechBridge and he does. said, what a, what a huge difference it's been in the life of the Atlanta Community Food Bank. So uh, kudos to, to everyone that's been involved and the original founders. It's, it's been life-changing for, for a lot of folks. It, it absolutely is life-changing, and I'll let Carrie get into the specifics because we have some amazing statistics about just how many lives that we actually touch. And uh, it's humbling to be a part of that because, to your point, these are folks who are very passionate about a particular mission um, you don't get into nonprofit work to you know to get rich. I can tell you that, and and we all know that. It, but you do it because you feel a calling, and because you know at the end of every day you're making a difference in someone's life, and, and that's the that's the draw. That's a different kind of payment, and it, to me it's a better kind of payment. But it's a different kind of payment that you get, and especially when you do things that you love. Like I love technology. It's why I am a CIO, and to do it for this and watch people light up when you put the technology in their hands and realize that how much more effective they can be is pretty cool. It's fantastic. Jamie, uh, you're a successful business entrepreneur, and a couple of years ago you had a successful exit selling your business to the Gardner Group, and I know they don't write small checks, so uh, <laughs> I want to talk to you about borrowing some money when we finish the show today, if I could. I'll be next in line. Right? Um, but anyway, you could be out on the beach, needless to say, enjoying yeah. the fruits of your labor, yet you're investing in more startup companies through Atlanta Tech Angels, you're serving on the board of WiseGate, and you're helping other technologists, especially here at TechBridge. What first drew you to the TechBridge organization? Well, many of the things that, that Jay said apply to me as well. I think that I came at it two ways, right? The, the, when I was at Burton Group, um, I learned of TechBridge through people I knew at Coca-Cola. They encouraged me to get involved, and it, it, quite frankly, really attracted me to be able to say I could buy a table at the Digital Ball, um, contribute to the community in which I lived and help people that need help with technology, but at the same time, 
have the advantage of networking with the CIOs and other people that come to the digital ball because, quite frankly, they were people that I wanted to connect with and, and try to sell something to at the same time. So it gave me a way to do both of those things at the same time, which I thought was a fantastic idea for a, a basic model to raise money for people who need it by giving access to the people that a lot of uh, people in the community would like to have access to. So that was my first introduction to them. I believe it was the 2008 Digital Ball we bought a table at and had a great experience. You know, felt like that it was worth my time and the money spent, even if we didn't get the business contacts that we hoped to get. As Jay said, we were helping people that really needed it. So that was my first introduction. And then, as you said, after uh, Gartner bought the company that I was running at the time and I started looking at what I wanted to do post, um, you know, running that business, I really wanted to give something back to the community that I live in and thought about TechBridge and called them up and asked them if they needed some help and could I do anything. And uh, four years later, I think now, um, <laughs> you know, I've been doing quite a bit, trying to help as much as I can. And as Jay said, it's just something that uh, once you see the opportunity to help people that are struggling with what people in the private sector would see as problems from 30 years ago or 20 years ago, just trying to get the basics of IT working to help them serve people more effectively, uh, when you realize how much you can do to improve their ability to help people, um, it, it's, it's something you really feel that is worth your time and your effort. So that's why I'm now looking at it from the other side um, as, as part of the organization itself, serving on the board and helping wherever I can. Well, TechBridge, as many not-for-profits, get phone calls all the time from people who have decided to donate some time or energy or what have you, right. and they never get the second phone call or return phone call. Right. You not only made the second phone call, but you've been there, from what I understand, almost weekly Correct. ever since for four years. That's right. My hat's off to you. I'm, Thank I'm, you. I'm just, I appreciate it. I'm that. honored to be in, in the room with you. Right. And, and I know Kerry personally and uh, James and the rest of the team mm -hmm. are just proud to have you as part of the organization. Well, it's, it's fun to help. I mean, it's, it's a good thing. Let me throw some of them out in the middle of the table, and uh, we can do a round robin. Uh, Kerry will be able to grab some of these, Jay and certainly Jamie. So, um, Let's talk about, uh, kind of go back to where Jay was a few minutes ago. How many organizations does TechBridge work with and help on any given year? We actually, last year, took a few moments out to do a little counting. And last year alone, we served about 100 nonprofits, and they touched over 5 million people. Wow. I mean, it's, it's, it's humbling, isn't it, Ricky? I mean, you think about the multiplier effect. And Jamie did a great job talking about it just a second ago. You donate time, talent, and treasure to TechBridge, whether it's buying a table, a sponsorship, donating your time for every reason. Somebody wants to talk to a CIO, you show up and you, you, you support this wonderful cause. And it's translated into support for 100 nonprofits, which support 5 million people. Right. I mean, that's, that's a pretty cool model. Yes. It's, it's leverage. You it know, it really is. It's, it's great. It's humbling. It's, it's got to, you know, help the certainly the service provider community, but also the individual corporations because a lot of the corporations and associations buy tables themselves. But, you know, it's almost impossible to help 100 different not-for-profit organizations or, or take the time or the energy. And here's an opportunity with TechBridge 
to touch a hundred different organizations by your contribution or your table sponsorship or whatever the case might be. And then to know that you had a small part, whatever part that was in touching 5 million lives. That's just, I I can't think of anything more rewarding. And again, carrying my hats off to you and James and, and all of the staff, by the way, how many staff folks do you have at TechBridge? We currently have 13 paid staff members currently, but then we have a million volunteers who help us in various uh, different ways to make sure that we really reach as many nonprofits as possible. Uh, Carrie, I don't have a lie detector here, but you're telling me you serve 100 not-for-profits and touch 5 million people with only 13 folks actually on the payroll? We do, and we do that because TechBridge is smart. We understand that we don't have to provide all of these services with our 13 staff members. We take the goods, the services, the expertise, the volunteer time of the for-profit community, and we channel it into nonprofits. So, for example, where we may have a technology project, we may be the primary interface with the nonprofit to make sure we understand their needs, what they want, exactly what they need out of a process or a system, and we'll work with them. When it comes to actually building something, we turn to our, our corporate partners And they, in turn, either help us or they go to their partners and say, hey, you know that great rate you give us because we're a vast corporation? How about you give that to TechBridge, too? Um, And that's how we've been able to have the reach and the scale that we're able to have. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. Carrie's being modest. I think when you count the number of employees, Ricky, she counts as like three. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And Jennifer as well. And Jennifer actually counts as three, too. Uh, no, No question about it. Um, I want to kind of divert the subject for half a second. Um, I've been hearing a lot about something new at TechBridge called the Nonprofit Exchange, and I'm not familiar with that. That's not something that I have um, uh, been around uh, so far, and, and I want to know more about it. And, Jamie, I understand you've been kind of spearheading that. Uh, what is the Nonprofit Exchange, and, and, and kind of uh, how, how does it operate? Sure. It, it- the short answer is it's a crowdfunding site, but I think that it's important to understand how it's different than, say, something like Kickstarter or um, Indie, Indiegogo or some of the other sites you can get out there because it's very focused on what TechBridge is. And it's useful, I think, to start by looking at what started out about a year or two ago as the Adopt a Nonprofit program. Many of the people that TechBridge can help and the organizations that want help, even at subsidized rates, often can't afford the the services that TechBridge offers. One of the things that we have to do a lot is educate people about the power of technology because a lot of donors, you know, if you tell them we want to buy computers, they'd rather hear that they're feeding the homeless and and accomplishing the mission. So it's hard for them to get funding for these technology projects. So TechBridge had this great idea of saying, you know, let's find a philanthropic effort that matches the philanthropic focus of a, a, a large corporate foundation such as the Home Depot Foundation and I'm going to forget some of them Carrie there's a lot of foundations that are that have participated and what they can adopt a given nonprofit and they can donate money that funds some of the projects that TechBridge uh, can do they send volunteers in from their organization to help get the systems installed and up and running and it creates a one-to-one relationship between the foundation and the nonprofit that they've adopted this program went really well. I think in the first year, 20 nonprofits were helped. And in the second year, Carrie, do you know how many we've, we've done this year? Probably about 15 already yeah, this, this year. Right. So since inception, about 35. Yeah. And 
so then as a business model, we started looking at how we can scale that because it's a pretty manual process. Um, it's a process in which TechBridge does a very one-to-one personal type of networking to connect a philanthropic uh, foundation or a corporation with a nonprofit that needs the help. Um, the nonprofit exchange takes that and opens it up not just to the large foundations and corporate donors, but to individuals as well. And so TechBridge will vet a project. They'll find a, corp- a, a nonprofit that needs help, and they'll scope a project and say this project will help a homeless shelter help 30% more people, for example, by uh, automating client intake is just an example. And then we'll put that project up on the exchange, and through crowdfunding technology, we'll be able to take the um, you know individuals and donors, corporate donors, can come together and donate and fund the project right there on the site itself. So it's a way of scaling things that are already working and doing it in a way that's very specific to TechBridge. It's pretty exciting. Tell me a little bit about uh, what's in it. You know, I, th- I think it's wonderful to have the not-for-profits that are having a hard time struggling to raise enough money for their own needs for TechBridge to actually go out and help them raise money right. for TechBridge services and other things. Yes. But what, what all what all is in it for the corporations that participate? Well, they get you know they get the recognition for for being there. So you know they can the the site will allow them to become a platinum or a gold or silver type sponsor of the of the corporation they excuse me of the nonprofit um, if they want it they can have this one-to-one relationship with the nonprofit and still do basically the same kind of thing we do through the more manual adoption program which is send volunteers and participate and have their people come and spend a weekend installing this system for the nonprofit um, they are you know th- their ability to to really help and get um, skill-based volunteers in there, uh, training, you know, such as what Troutman Sanders did in Atlanta in, for Leading Age in Georgia, uh, team building and community involvement, they attract and retain employees, because a lot of times their employees are looking for this kind of opportunity and the ability to jump in and serve, and it gives them something to talk about. Um, NCR with Nicholas House, Turner with Literacy Action, for example, Norfolk Southern adopted Kate's Club. These are just examples of the adoption kind of thing that will now be available to a lot more people, both the corporations and individuals, um, you know, through the through the site. And just to reiterate one point there, I've explained this program to multiple corporations, and I was with one last week. I'm not going to name them name for obvious reasons, but they were struggling in attracting young. IT folks fresh out of university straight into the workforce because of, of what they felt was some of the perception of the work they did. And so they wanted to get involved in this program because the folks coming out of university today, they're expecting to work for a company that gives back to a community. That is part of their culture now. Right. And to have this automatic fit between their corporation or potential employer and TechBridge where they can help the community, but they don't have to go and pick up rubbish. They don't have to paint walls. Not that those aren't really important things that need to be done in the community, but they can sit on their couch or they can be in a dark room and they can they can geek out for doing some good in the community. Yeah, it takes the skills that they have. I mean, it, not unlike the, what attracted me, I'm somewhat of a technologist, and the ability to take the skills that I have and apply them in this kind of way is really gratifying. It, it takes the skills you have and puts them to good use in the community. 
And, of course, the benefits to the not-for-profits are they're getting tremendous services and somebody else is helping them uh, leverage the, the, their financial uh, capabilities to, to be able to afford to do this. That's right. Sounds like a great program, and I'm so excited that y'all shared this today, and I think you're going to be talking about it more at the Digital Bowl coming up. Um, what's going to be next in this program? Where is it going to go from here? We are looking forward to the scale that this exchange is going to bring. You know, it's going to open us up to individual donors being able to support a project for a cause they care about. Um, it's going to be able to open up nonprofits outside of Georgia um, and donors outside of Georgia to contribute. You know, we will be anywhere where the Internet is with this program. So we're very excited about what it's going to mean for the scale that TechBridge can have because the more nonprofits we serve, the cheaper the service can become, so the more nonprofits can afford it. That's and right. that, what's, that is really what it's all about. And it and, and just increases the leverage effect, right? Because as Jay talked about, the numbers that we can serve now with some of the manual processes are strong. But if you look at the scale and you start to think about being able to double the number of nonprofits, instead of helping 100, help 200, instead of touching 5 million, touch, you know, 10 million. We're ready to really stop going after, or not stop, but supplement going after individual nonprofits and really start going after causes. Let's right. really do something big that will make a difference, not only in our community, but in communities across the U.S. Well, that is exciting, and I look forward to seeing that roll out in 2014 and beyond. I believe, Kevin, we have a caller just dialed in. That is correct. Hello, this is David Sprout, Lutheran Towers. How are you all? David, welcome to Booth 61. Thank you for taking the time to call in today. Well, thank you for giving me this opportunity. David, I understand you were 15 years with the IBM Corporation. I was. I was. Um, I spent 15 years working with IBM but wanted to do something more spiritually fulfilling, so I actually resigned and uh, went back to school and um, pursued a degree in um, public administration, and while I was working on that degree, I did an internship here at Lutheran Towers where I'm now the executive director, and that was some 14 years ago, and not thinking for a moment that I'd be back here <laughs> as the executive director, but uh, I spent a little time here as an intern and went on and did some other things, and one thing led to another, and uh, the previous executive director got the word that he was leaving and really encouraged me to come back uh, to Lutheran Towers as the ED and to apply for the position, and that's how I got here. Well, I'm always um, thrilled to be talking to someone who walked away from what is always a higher-paying career uh, to do the Lord's work, and uh, yeah. God bless you for that. And I thank Carrie and certainly Jennifer, and there's many other people in our community that have done the same thing by you know, leaving uh, what could be a more lucrative financial position uh, to being what is really a more lucrative long-range position of, uh, of changing lives forever. Uh, Lutheran Towers, I know, has been serving our senior citizens uh, for roughly 42 years. You provided safe and comfortable housing for 3,000 people over that period of time since 1972, and today I think you serve about 200 seniors. What else would you like to add about Lutheran Towers before I can ask you a specific question about your relationship with TechBridge, David? Sure. I would say that, uh, you know, structurally, you know, we're a 15-story high-rise located in Midtown, but what we are is we're, we're a community, and we're a community that provides affordable, quality home 
for seniors with limited incomes. In addition to that, we include supportive services in the form of service coordinators. And these service coordinators work directly with our residents. They're staff people who connect residents with any home and community-based services that they need in order for them to thrive, not just survive, but to, 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 to really thrive in this community. Um, so it's, it's, it's more than just housing. We, we, we really create an environment where people can really age in place with dignity. And, and you reach particularly the mid- and low-income seniors. Correct. Limited-income seniors is, is our focus. Right. Um, well, I looked at the, your website last night and did a little research, and the faces, the smiling faces and the excitement and the fun that everyone seemed to be having uh, I'll turn 62 in a couple of months. I may be looking you up uh, fairly soon. I may need a place to stay. Well, come on over. We'll welcome you with open arms. <laughs> All right. Uh, David, um, you know, you're not in the technology uh, business. You're in the business of housing seniors. Yet everyone today is affected by technology. Would you please share with our audience a little bit about your technology needs and how TechBridge has been serving you? Well, for us, technology, uh, TechBridge has been a godsend uh, in many, many ways. We have a long-standing relationship with TechBridge. It probably goes back, I believe, to about 2005 since we've been working with them. And what they've been able to do is to really to manage our IT network for us, and they advise us and consult with us on, on what our needs are and, and how to meet those needs to better meet our mission of providing housing. Um, and it's been an incredible relationship over those years. Uh, for us, it's, it, it includes, of course, having proper computers uh, to be more efficient in the work that we do. Um, and TechBridge has been by our side and been our partner that entire time in, in providing that and consulting with us to, to get those things that we need. So uh, I guess it's... Um uh, would it be easy to say that you're able to serve more people more efficiently, more effectively, and less expensively because of TechBridge? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, your friend Carrie is here, so if you want to give her a shout-out, go ahead. <laughs> hey, Carrie. <laughs> Hi, David. And David used my favorite word when it comes to, to looking at what we do for nonprofits. You know, we're, we're technology people. We're former consultants, and, and we love to be able to show the efficiencies that technology can bring. We love to be able to say we cut the time you know, to bring someone into Lutheran Towers by half, or we love that they're able to produce a report you know, in five minutes instead of five hours. But what I have learned from many executive directors that I've spoken to is that that stuff is important. But what's really important is that they're able to serve their clients with more dignity, that someone trying to get a martyr token from an emergency assistance shelter, yes, it, the numbers are nice that they can get it in two minutes instead of two hours, but the important part is there's no queue going halfway down the street for that person to get service. They're able to get the right services they need with the dignity they deserve. Amen. Amen. David, anything you'd like to add before we say goodbye? Um, I, I would like to say that the uh, adoptive nonprofit program has been really wonderful for us as well. We've been working with the McKesson Group, and uh, three areas that they've really helped us with is working in our computer lab. So we have a computer lab for our residents, and so they work with setting up emails and Skype and Facebook accounts so our residents can 
stay in touch with their grandchildren and their family members. And they also provide some minor technical support on some of the PCs. Um, in addition, they've worked directly with our residents in our social activities uh, because it's important for our residents to feel connected to the world and to be with younger people is really great for our residents to have intergenerational activities going on. So McKesson's been a part of that. And thirdly, they've been very helpful with our staff, helping us with technical issues, questions, or any kind of training that we may need. So it's been a great, great relationship with McKesson. Um, and the other thing that McKesson has done for us is they've helped to subsidize our monthly technical support fees. And that's been very helpful because that's money that we can now put back into our organization to benefit our residents. Well, David, thank you very much for your time. And God bless you and the Lutheran uh, Towers for what you're doing to um, – to dignity, I think that is a beautiful word that Carrie has uh, emphasized. That uh, that you're giving these uh, seniors who uh, who being mid to lower income would not maybe receive that somewhere else. And I think you're the only faith-based senior citizen facility in the Midtown area, if I recall. We are. We are. Well, thank you Absolutely. for joining us, David, and I look forward to meeting you personally at some point in the not too distant future. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Great day. God bless. Thank you. Bye bye. All right, friends, let's talk about my favorite event. This is Christmas for the technology community, the Digital Ball. I was buying my tickets for the New Orleans Jazz Festival because on the night of May 3rd, Bruce Springsteen will be live in New Orleans. And I looked at my calendar and realized that May 3rd was the night of the Digital Ball. Bruce Springsteen does not hold a candle to the Digital Ball. Let's talk about the digital ball for a little bit. Um, anybody jump in. What's it all about? Who's going to be there? And what are we going to do that night? Well, Ricky, thank you. The, the ball wouldn't be quite the same without you. And we look forward to having you and Business Radio X there to be Never able to interview one. some of our guests. I've made, I've made every ball so far. <laughs> the, the idea of the digital ball is really to bring together the technology community to celebrate the spirit of philanthropy that exists in the technology community and to celebrate the kind of impact that technology can have on a nonprofit, just the exact things we've been talking about today. One of the uh, key things at the ball that we do is we give an award each year. Um, it's the Technology Innovation Award. It's given by Accenture. And I would love to share with you the three finalists. Oh, that would be great. Scoop, <laughs> scoop. <laughs> Irvosh, eat your heart out. We will be hearing from them the night of the ball, but we are happy to share that we have three wonderful organizations who are finalists this year. Um, the first is Atlanta Step Up Society. They have a, a wonderful idea for how they can use technology to innovate with their donor management and with planning the logistics of their pickups of donations. Um, Health Empowers. They have a great idea about how they can leverage distance learning to be able to scale their delivery of advice to children about how they can live a healthy lifestyle and healthy eating to have better outcomes in their life. And lastly is Piedmont Park Conservancy, who has a wonderful idea about building a mobile app so that they can reach people in the park while they're in the park to educate them and to raise funds and support. Those are three great ones. And... Um so you're not going to tip your hat as to which which way that's going to go, but at least we know the three finalists, which is uh, quite an honor, and I'm glad you scooped it on the show today. You're welcome. And we actually have a group of CIOs coming together this week um, to hear from the nonprofits, and so they can actually select the winner themselves. 
And so we will announce it at the ball itself. So I think there's another surprise that we've not seen at the digital ball in the last four or five years. Uh, uh, that's going to kind of come towards the end of the evening. Anybody want to talk about that? Well, Ricky, as you know, each year you try and get information out of us regarding what <laughs> is going to happen at the digital ball. And each year we tell you the same thing. We're not telling you. Um, we like to be innovative at the ball itself throughout the program, and that innovation will have a little extra, a little extra something if it's a surprise to everyone. But one thing we do want to share, because we want people to make plans for their babysitters, is that we will be having a live band um, after the ball this year. So bring your dancing shoes and make sure you've got the babysitter booked until late. You know, <clears throat> you know Ricky always has his dancing shoes on. You're aware of that. <laughs> He, go, he never leaves the house without him. Is that true, Rick? I'm a dancing machine. You are, man. I know. I've seen it. I can't hardly wait. You know, um, you, you nailed it, though. It's the event. Uh, it is like Christmas for CIOs and for the IT community. Um, I was telling James uh, that that night, much like Ricky, I looked at the calendar and, and saw, like all of us with busy things, you know, other, other conflicts. And those of you who know me know how passionate I am about the University of Georgia. I um, also serve on the board for the Terry College of Business at UGA, and that is the night of a big gala for them. And uh, I, I told James, I said, sadly, I, I said I, I was torn for about one second because uh, that's how much I believe in TechBridge and the mission. And uh, although uh, my folks at uh, UGA and Terry will forgive me, um, you know, I, I, th the commitment that I've made to the organization, it's a, like you said, Bricky, it's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. It is an amazing night. It's always fun. It's like friends coming together for a common good, and it's uh, it's it. Every year we we look at Carrie, and we look at James, and we look at the team, Jennifer, and everyone, and say, "How the heck are you going to outdo yourself next year?" And somehow they do, and uh, I cannot wait for this year. It's going to be it's going to be amazing. Jennifer has put an exciting event together for us, so we are all looking forward to it. Yeah, no pressure, Jennifer. Yeah. <laughs> it you know, better be really good for me to miss this. No, I'm just kidding. No. I'm Having been in the hospitality industry in the 80s and 90s and helped put together a lot of events and having attended a million of these kind of things, after they're over, someone is always complaining about that really could have gone better or that could have been different or this, that, and the other. But you don't hear at the end of Tech Bridge. It just doesn't happen. Everybody says, oh, my gosh, I can't believe they pulled that off or this off. Or that, or it, it's, it's just a true statement. It gets better every, every year. Every single year. And uh, – and it's just, a, again, testimony of the brave 13 folks that uh, make up the staff. That, I will uh, tell you, though, Ricky, they are harsh on themselves. They will pick it apart, and they will say, we could have done this. And I think that's a testimony to their hard work, their integrity, and uh, their self-awareness. But for those who attend and those who are, are you know, paying for tables, et cetera, it's an amazing night and time well spent. The um, let's talk about that a little bit because uh, tables are all sold out. Sponsorships are, I'm sure, at record sales numbers. The top sponsorship I think is around fifty thousand dollars, and uh, the sponsorships at all different levels. But um, uh, but you know, a lot of money is going to be raised that night. How much money is going to be raised, uh, Carrie? Roughly, we are projecting uh, that the evening to, should bring in about one point two million in cash and in kind donations. And, you know, that money is what enables us to do everything we do all year at a subsidized rate. It also provides the opportunity for TechBridge to do some research and development. And by that, I don't mean we get to uh, hide ourselves in a room for three months. 
But for example, you know, we've done a lot of projects helping nonprofits track data um, and building out templates for common nonprofit functions like managing volunteers and managing donors. Well, over the last year, we've taken time to actually look at each of those projects we've done standalone, taken the best bits of them and brought them all together in one solution that is incredibly affordable for nonprofits on a platform that's donated. Um, it's called Data Basics. And that program came about because of the money generated by the digital ball. You know, we were able to create that solution that now nonprofits are able to get at a fraction of the cost. Well, a million dollars is a lot of money. And uh, yet when you think about touching 100 organizations and 5 million people, it's a relatively insignificant amount of money. And, uh, and I'm glad we've got a community that loves and cares and supports uh, the way the community does. But if you're not involved with TechBridge this year or sponsorship, the digital ball or whatever, doesn't that mean you can't participate in TechBridge? And I wanted to ask Jamie to maybe uh, come in and, and talk about why people should consider TechBridge as a good place to invest their money to better our community, and then how would they go about that? How could, how could somebody reach into TechBridge and make a contribution of $100 or $5 million if they so desired? Well, the easy answer is there's the Donate Now button on the TechBridge website, so techbridge.org. You can go there right now and do that. Um, and the reason why it's a good idea is the very things that we've talked about with Lutheran Towers that is a great example, things Jay and Carrie have talked about, the ability to leverage the power of technology to help more people. Um, these, if you can see what these organizations a lot of times deal with on a daily basis and how much it gets in the way of them being able to help people and help more people, and then, as Jay said, you see their lies light up when they realize what they can actually accomplish with the same number of people and actually maybe even less money that they can, as the gentleman from Lutheran Tower says, they can divert into help instead of propping up decaying or decrepit systems, they can actually shift those funds into helping people. And when you see that happen, um, it, it, like Jay said, you get hooked. And, and when you see those examples, um, it, it just becomes very clear that this is a very good thing to do because they have such a hard time getting it done. Um, in addition to the Donate Now button, um, very soon the, the exchange site will be going live. We'll be doing the, reve the official reveal of it at the, at the, uh, at the digital ball. But it's, it should be available pretty soon. And so I would encourage anybody to keep an eye out for that because that's going to be a way to actually go through and find a project that speaks to your heart. You know, you can find a nonprofit if, you're, if you feel strongly about reading and literacy or if you feel strongly about helping the homeless, you can find a project that directly connects with something you feel strongly about. You can put in money that helps a specific organization with a specific project, and then you can keep up with that project. You can watch what happens. You can see the results. And I think that's one of the most powerful things about the exchange is not only will it help us scale the number of people we help, it'll scale the number of people who can get that experience that Jay talked about. You'll be able to, through the site, see the results of the project, understand how you played a part in helping the organization you donated to become more effective in serving more people, and as Carrie pointed out, with dignity. And that's, that's a very powerful thing, and I think it creates great reasons to get involved. And just because you can't write a check for 100000 or $5 million, 20 25 bucks Absolutely. will change a life That's and right. will be leveraged. That $25 will be worth 
$200 by the time it's all said and done and leveraged. That's right. But let's talk a little bit about uh, how can someone get involved with TechBridge? Let's say they didn't have any immediate resources. They're young in their career. They're right out of school. Are there volunteer opportunities within TechBridge? Absolutely. So outside of financial contributions, we have volunteers who are involved with TechBridge. We leverage hundreds of volunteers each year mainly to help us put the digital ball on. We also are fortunate to be the recipient of the proceeds of the Sim Golf Tournament, and we leverage volunteers to help us put that event on. Um, We also have a dedicated group of long-term volunteers who form our ambassador program we just launched this year, who are just an amazingly generous, articulate group of individuals who are helping to extend the reach of the TechBridge staff. We also have a recycling program, so if you have an old phone sitting in one of your kitchen drawers, please go to our website, go to How You Can Help, and you can just pick off a postage paid label to be able to send that phone in. You can shop for TechBridge. So we are fortunate to be involved in programs with Amazon and eBay and Kroger, where every time you spend money, a portion of that will come to TechBridge now. And, of course, the last item, which is so important, is you're out there talking to nonprofits. Your neighbor knows a nonprofit. Your mailman knows a nonprofit. Help us spread the word of TechBridge and help us get our services and the availability of our services in the hands of nonprofits. So please refer a nonprofit to us. That's the most important thing we could ask of anyone. Well, this has been a tremendous 45 minutes, and I knew it would go by way too quickly. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of other things that we could talk about, but I kind of want to close with um, first thanking Jay and Jamie and Carrie and uh, Jennifer and Jess and Kevin for all being here today and helping us put together this great show. And I think this show will be listened to by people not just between now and May 3rd, but for a long, long time, because I think it's a good overview of who TechBridge is and what TechBridge does. And we encourage anybody that's listened today or will listen three or four days from now when it goes live on everybody's website uh, to share that with others, because it helps us share the TechBridge message uh, uh, further down the line. But I want to kind of start around the room, and we'll start with Carrie. And I want to ask Carrie and Jamie and Jay to Give us the best way to contact them. If somebody wanted to, if something you've said has made a difference or someone has a question or wants to follow up or volunteer or whatever, how do they get a hold of you? We've given them the www.techbridge.org several times, and that's the best way to get to know about the overall organization. But uh, how to get in touch with you individually and then maybe a closing statement that you'd like to share with the audience before I wrap us up at the very end. Excellent. Best way to reach me is my email, cbates, C-B-A-T-E-S, at techbridge.org. If you forget that, please just email info at techbridge.org. We always make sure those emails get in the hands of the right people. And my only parting thought would, would be to give back. You know, it will come back to you in some way, shape, or form when you're least expecting it tenfold, a hundredfold. So do something. Be kind to someone in your community. Amen. Jamie? Uh, yes, you can reach me at my email, um, Jamie, J-A-M-I-E, at jamie-lewis, L-E-W-I-S, dot com. Um, you can also info at techbridge.org if, if you can't remember that, and they'll get, get it to me, um, and I'd be happy to, to respond. Um, I think my closing statement is, is very similar to Carrie's. If you don't do something with TechBridge, do something. Amen. Right? And, 
we think TechBridge is a really good way to do something, and we encourage you to check out what we are up to because we think it has a significant impact on the Atlanta community and hopefully larger than that as we expand. So get involved. Brother Jay? Man, you can reach me at my email, jay.ferro, F-E-R-R-O, at cancer.org. Feel free to email anytime with a question. And also Twitter, uh, at jayferro, J-A-Y-F-E-R-R-O. And, um, you know, I I think anything I say is going to pale in comparison to everything Jamie and Carrie talked about. But if if you're not moved by the mission, if you're not moved by what you hear from David at Lutheran Towers, then you need to check your pulse because you, you you may have passed away. But I mean, it is, it it. I mean, really, come on. You you, you that was a terrific testimonial. Uh, the multiplier effect at TechBridge, you know, give once, help many is is absolutely compelling, and uh, it's uh, time well spent and resource well spent. Well, it's been a great show. I've had a great fun having you guys here. I can't wait till May 3rd. I've got both my outfits all picked and ready. <laughs> I wear a pre-outfit for the digital ball, and then I wear an after-outfit for the dancing. Ricky is the only one that night with a costume change. I do a costume change, <laughs> and um, uh, we'll, we're, that's enough about that. But, uh, <laughs> Anyway, I've finished my coffee in Booth 61, and I thank all of you for joining us. Today's benediction comes from the book of Numbers. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Amen. Amen. Thank you for dropping by, and I hope to see you soon in Booth 61.